Instead of condemning ourselves for asking the hard questions, if we looked at it as this is part of my growth process, Mm -hmm. this is part of building trust with God because Mm -hmm. I can ask these hard questions. Mm -hmm. I can discern what came from people versus what is really true. Mm -hmm. You know, that's part of it. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real-life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends, we are wrapping up our series on trust. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, we hope you'll go back and do so. I feel like I've learned some new things through this. I have. It's always fun when we're in the middle of an episode (laughs) and I think, oh, (laughs) I never realized that. That's so helpful. So it's been that kind of series for us. And today we are talking about trusting God in hard times. And honestly, it feels a little scandalous that we put trusting God last. <laughs> We've talked about all the other things. Well, you know, it's it's really important to have a solid foundation, but you know, this is what we're talking about and it's not because God is last, it's just because maybe he is the most significant part of this. Yes, and he ties so it all together. He ties it all together. When we're in a hard place, guys, Is talking with God challenging for you? Or what does talking to God look like when you're in a hard season? I think that this is when my um, prayers are, while they might be repetitive, they're shorter. They're like, God, I just don't understand. (laughs) Yes. God, I just need you to help. Or sometimes it's just help. Yeah. You know, so I think that we want to put a lot of big words to talking with God, but he gets it all. He yeah. understands our feelings. He knows. And so I'm like, okay, like, where are you? Yeah. And yeah. We're, we're pulling in Kara, who's our producer yeah. for this episode. So Kara, what does prayer look like for you when you're in a hard place? Mm. I often go back to the Psalms. Like yeah. I, yeah. those are my favorite places to go um, yeah. all the time, but especially when I don't know what to say or pray because this psalmist were kind of a hot mess. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and they just, you know, they weren't afraid to say the things. And oh my goodness. It's beautiful. I love the Psalms. Um, and the other prayer that I pray a lot when I don't know what to pray is just Jesus have mercy. Yeah. You know, because that applies to so many situations. And sometimes that's all that's all I can really think to pray. Yeah. Um, but I know that he will. And so it's comforting to pray that out loud. It really is. What about you, Holly? Yeah, I think it took me a while to learn to just pray honestly in hard times. Yeah. I would want to like kind of wait until I started to have it figured out and then I'd go tell God like, or I'd say the things I thought were the right things, like Mm -hmm. your will be done, which is a very good thing to say. But (laughs) now my prayers sound more like I don't have anything. Jesus. (laughs) Like I prayed that a lot this week. Like, and that's it. Like that's, that's amen. (laughs) Yeah. Like I don't have anything, Jesus. I have nothing for you. Thank you for loving me anyway. Mm. Please use me today in spite of me. Amen. Yeah. You know, like I learning to just, I guess, let myself be loved in his presence. That's really beautiful. Um, without needing to prove my worth to him or, 
be a good Christian girl, as we have talked about, but instead just resting, letting that be the place where the pressure gets to come off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad that you brought up the Psalms because often when it was David or another psalmist, they were really crying out the word of God. You know, mm-hmm. he would he would remind God of who he was, or he was reminding himself of who God was. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've I've been in a extended season of hard places for a really long time, and there were times, Holly, I didn't have any words at all to say. I said tears. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, I feel broken. <laughs> or Lord, I. I don't even know what to think right now, you know? And then there were times that I would be in the scripture and I would read something and it would just come into my heart and I would begin to pray that scripture as if it were for me because it was in that moment. And it it might be the same thing that the psalmist said, Mm -hmm. you know, Lord, renew the joy of my salvation because right now, I don't feel joy mm-hmm. and I need it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's been a part of mine. And, and I have just, I just have pages and journals of a scripture that would turn into a cry of my heart. Yeah. I think prayer is more about aligning our hearts with God's heart. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Like, not about, trying to get a particular outcome or to try to show him how good we are, but instead just aligning our hearts with his. Yeah. So attunement. Attunement mm-hmm. with attunement. God. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which we talked about in two episodes ago. So yeah. if you missed that, rebuilding yeah. trust, we talked all about attunement. You're yeah. so right, Kara. It's yeah. attunement with God. Yeah. Something that occurs to me is, okay, we're talking in a series about trust. Yeah. If you're going to attune your heart with God, you have to trust God. And for some people, that trust has been broken. Maybe God did not break the trust, but other people in God's name broke that trust. Absolutely. And so it's really hard for you to come to God when you're in a hard season or at all or to attune with God because you're not sure if you can trust that because you associate that with that um, situation that was unhealthy spiritually. And I've experienced that in big ways. And it feels so weird because you're like, no, this is the one thing I should be able to trust. So I do that whole like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I talk to God? Why can't I trust God? You know, but when you have been wounded in that way, specifically, it can be really hard to come back to that place of trust with God. But it's not impossible. But I just I think it's good to acknowledge that because I agree. You often feel really terrible when you feel like, why don't I trust God? I'm supposed to trust, you know, but I don't think that's a reason for shame. I think it's a reason for, okay, so how does that get rebuilt? How do I heal? Yeah. So now again, it makes sense that you're in the Psalms Mm -hmm. because it's one of the most honest. I mean, David literally shouts at God. Mm -hmm. yeah i know i'm like you're not allowed to say that yeah (laughs) (laughs) he lays it on the table with god and Mm -hmm. and i think that one of the things rebuilding trust Mm -hmm. with god is to understand that god is not people and i had to sort through that too Mm -hmm. 
Kara, I had to I had to say, okay, is this something that God says? Mm-hmm. Or is this something that people have mm-hmm. taught me? Yeah. What is true and what is not? And and that's part of faith. Wrestling is part of faith. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so being able to ask those questions. So thank you for bringing that mm-hmm. up because that's yeah. really important. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we all do have to do that at some point, right? Like that's a normal part of the Christian life that we may not realize at the beginning is learning to differentiate and say, okay, where did this come from? Like, yeah. is that from God or is that from someone else? Because that's where the trust is broken when you get those mixed up. And so, but I think that's normal. Like we all have to do that at some point. Well, I think it's part of faith. Yeah, I do. I think it's, I think, how else do we know what is true unless we wrestle through it? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's part of faith. It's part of growth. Yeah. And so so. instead of condemning ourselves for asking the hard questions, if we looked at it as this is part of my growth process, Mm -hmm. this is part of building trust with God, because Mm -hmm. I can ask these hard questions. Mm-hmm. I can discern what came from people versus what is really true. Mm-hmm. You know, that's part of it. Yeah. That's part of growth. I'm growing here. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kara, what helped you heal? Because I've watched you. You mm-hmm. went through a season where you had really hard things happen yeah. in your faith life through people, unfortunately. And I've also mm-hmm. watched you do a lot of healing. Mm-hmm. So what would you say has been most helpful? Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of things come to mind. Um, Someone once said, when you get hurt through community, you also heal through community or Mm -hmm. through people. So I think that was a huge part of it was healthy, trustworthy people coming into my life, representing the name of Jesus well Mm. and helping me see like, oh, that's not Jesus. This is Jesus. Yeah. So that was huge. And Holly, you were one of those people. All three of you are some of those people. Um, so thank you. Another huge piece of it for me was allowing God to speak to me in ways that I was wired and he rebuilt my trust through some of those things. So for me, story has been a big part of it. Mm -hmm. So I love movies. I love TV shows. I love books. I grew up reading, which all seems very, you know, worldly, (laughs) but, um, I'm not kidding you. There was a season where I could barely read my Bible, but every time I turned on a show, I felt like Jesus was reaching out and giving me a hug or speaking to me really clearly. And I was like, I don't know if this is okay, but I feel feel like this is, it was so obvious to me. Like every time I was just, I would be in tears and it kept happening over and over and it still happens some, but there was a season where it was very concentrated, you know? Yeah. And I was still doing my best to pray, but, but my prayers were very like, God, I don't know. I'm just, I don't even know how to rebuild. It was hard for me to even go to church. And so I kept talking to him, but I just felt like he was speaking back to me through story. Wow. And so it it still happens. Like recently I saw the new Thor movie. Uh, I might, I'm going to try not to give too many spoilers, but I might give a couple of small ones. So just a heads up. (laughs) (laughs) One of the characters, the, the bad guy his big problem is that he had suffered a great loss and he went to the God he was supposedly worshiping at the time. He ran across him and this God basically dismissed him and laughed at him and was like, I don't care about your suffering. And it, it turned him, it turned him into this like vindictive evil, like, well, if that's what the gods are, then I'm, I don't want any part of this and I'm going to, 
put an end to this, basically. And that is so relatable to so many of us, right? You're like, okay, suffered these huge losses. Yeah. And maybe you feel like, okay, does God even care? Uh, maybe someone's directly told you God doesn't care. Yeah. But then into this story comes this other God. And I, I know this is all like mythical. There's there's one God, but this is a <laughs> it's a metaphor. Um, there comes this God, Thor, and he's introduced to you as a God who suffers. And it, they go through and they they flash through his past and they go, yeah, he lost this person and that person and this person and that person three times and this person. Here's what he suffered. And it changes the way that you experience him. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh, he's different. He's yeah. different than these other ones. He's willing to get down in the dirt and get dirty. And he knows what this feels like. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful picture of Jesus because I, th I think that's that's what we're struggling with, right? We're like, can I trust you? I don't know. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's the kind of God we can trust, the God who's willing to suffer with us and for us, who already has, but who mm -hmm. continues to step into it, you know? Yeah, so good. And the movie ends really beautifully, when, and I'm not going to totally spoil it, but there's this great demonstration of him suffering and the bad guy kind of basically looking at him like being overwhelmed by that demonstration. Yeah. And it's beautiful. So. Anyway, that's just an example of one of the ways that God, I feel like, has restored my trust is through these these stories that represent like, no, this is yeah. what I'm really like. I'm not like these other gods or not like what you've been told. This is my heart. This is what I'm like. Yeah, I believe that God woos us. Mm -hmm. I believe that yep. God pursues us. And I firmly believe that with mm -hmm. my whole heart. Yeah. And I love that he speaks to you in ways that you're sitting there in your home and you've been hurt by people. And he says, hey, I'm going to speak to you in a way that's going to light you up, Kara. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and you're, you're going to know with certainty that it's me talking to you. Mm -hmm. I love that mm -hmm. about our God. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I keep referring back to this in this series, but we talked about the characteristics of trustworthy people in the first episode. Mm -hmm. And I think we need mm -hmm. to remember those are true of God, too, yeah. that he is a God of empathy. Mm -hmm. He's a God of vulnerability who yeah. made himself human. Even though he's perfect, he put himself in a vulnerable human body and yeah. allowed himself to suffer and be hurt. Uh, mm -hmm. He's a safe space for our hearts. Mm -hmm. Like when we think of the trustworthy people in our lives, they're trustworthy because they reflect the heart of Jesus. Yeah. And when our trust is broken, it's because someone, whether they meant to or not, has acted in a way that's out of alignment with yeah. the heart of Jesus. I'm so drawn right now to people that are truly reflecting the heart of God. Like I'm just drawn mm. to them. If if you're if I see Jesus in you and the way that you treat others and and in your relationship with him, because our world is so convoluted and there is, are so many mixed messages out there. Like, I want to walk with you. I want yeah. you to be my friend. I want to go to the coffee shop with you because I see Jesus in you. And um, I think it's important to surround ourselves. If we're in this place of where trusting God is hard, people stay in unhealthy situations and community far longer than they should. Mm-hmm. And, and I would just say to you, be drawn to people who exhibit 
who God is and imperfectly, Mm because we're all imperfect, Mm -hmm. but be drawn to those and give yourself permission to put distance or space between yourselves and community that makes God look bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And Susie, I think something you've really taught me is that trust is a state, but it's also a practice. It is. You know, and you have lived that practice out through prayer. Yeah. You have some exciting things going on with that. So will you share a little bit of your journey to you? You touched on it that you went through a hard season and really yeah. learned to turn to prayer in a different way. But will you tell us that too? Like how has trust become a practice in your life through prayer? Yeah. Well. Years ago, when I was first a believer, you know, I didn't grow up in a a church-based home or anything. And so I just came into it just uh, not knowing anything. And I would see these people pray and I would think, oh, I want that too. You know, I want to talk to God. I need to talk to God. And, And then sometimes it was presented as like, if you do A, B, and C, that's prayer. And that felt really formal and stilted to me. And then others would be like, well, you have to do this and then that. And and finally, in my own life years ago, I began to journal and talk to God. And I mean the Psalms. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just throw it out on the page. But then something really cool began to happen years ago is, is I just was learning the word as this new believer. And I would read it, and I had such a hunger for it, and then I would dig just a little bit deeper. And then somehow that would turn into a prayer in my journal, you know? And they weren't eloquent. They weren't fancy. They weren't, there was no formula. But I felt like the power of the Word of God and the power of prayer that the Word of God says is there begin to do a dance in my heart, <laughs> you know? And and I felt like I could just totally walk through the pages of the Bible in a way that was intimate. And so that that's something I've done for years is to, not all scripture, but just as I'm reading, if something lights up my heart to take a pause, you just dig just a little bit deeper and then ask the Lord, you know, hey, I want to talk to you about that, like in practical terms. Yeah. Right where I'm at, God, what does that look like? And it would turn into a cry of my heart. Yeah. yeah. And that journey for you, the work that God did in your heart has now become a work that you're sharing with others. I am. Yeah. I, I have a, a new book coming out and it's not a book about prayer. It's a deep breath of prayer. <laughs> It is a book that helps you connect with God in the hard times, and it's called Prayer Starters, Talking with God About Hard Times. And it is a scripture. It is a prayer starter birthed out of that scripture that you can cry out to God in that hard place. And then maybe you just sit in God's presence, or maybe that takes you deeper, and it 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 leaves lots of room for you to talk to God with your markers and your favorite pen. And there's places where there are interactive moments between you and God. So it is, it's not a book about prayer. It's a book about connection through prayer. And so prayer starters, talking with God 
about the hard times. It's available for pre-order now. And I would just say this, pre-order is the most critical stage for any of us as we launch a new baby out in the world. But my prayer is, yes, I want that book in your hand, but I want it there because I know that God longs to talk to you in that hard time and he hears every word and that it gives us something strong as we walk through the hard places. Yeah. And I can tell you, if you're someone who is struggling to rebuild trust with God, Susie is the person you want in the room with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you, the way she loves Jesus and the way she loves people I has been healing in my life. And mm-hmm. I know if you get this book, it will be healing in yours too. Well, you can find out more at SuzanneEller.com and... It's available at all the places, uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. So I hope you check it out, and I hope it's a blessing to you. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.